All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new edition of Daily Faceoff Live. It is Friday, April 21st. Daily Faceoff Live is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at botano.ca. So joining me today, I don't think there's anybody better to talk first round playoff hockey yeah, me today than Mike McKenna, our NHL analyst. Mike, how you doing, my friend? Man, I'm great, man. This is awesome. We haven't done this in a while. And dude, like the playoffs haven't disappointed so far. We got plenty to talk about here this morning. We sure do. So let's get two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. Another wild night in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs last night. So let's dive into it, Mike. We're going to start with the game that I was at the Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning. John Cooper called it the mirror of game one. It really was after a 7-3 loss, the Leafs, they come back and storm to a 7-2 victory. Hat-trick for John Tavares. So, Mike, I want to get your take on this game. Is this everything right in Leafland now? Have the Leafs taken over this series? What is your take, my friend? 
No, man, it's a 1-1 series. And you've basically just seen these two teams flip-flop who was the better club, which team was also more mentally in control of their own game, and which team played harder on either night. Game one, fully into Tampa Bay's hands. Game two, it all started right off the bat when Ian Cole gets behind and ends up tripping Mitch Marner. Seven seconds later, Marner makes the Tampa Bay Lightning pay with a power play tally, and it just steamrolled from there. And, Matt, I think the key part of it for me was that the Leafs killed two penalties in the first period right before John Tavares made it a 2 nothing game. To me, that was a moment where it really buckled down the tide, where the Leafs were starting to take over, because as soon as Tavares' goal went in, it just started to roll. And I think that you nailed it, Matt, talking earlier this week that the Maple Leafs may have actually gained from all the mayhem in Game 1 because Tampa was missing Hedman and Chernak on D. And as much as John Cooper says it didn't matter with those guys out, it does matter because Toronto was able to feast on Tampa Bay. They got them off their game. Morgan Riley, unbelievable four assists. And I think this was firmly in their hands. Thing is, Tampa's resilient, Matt. So we got to see what happens in Game 3. Absolutely. And you could see the Lightning D, they were just a lot more tentative. I thought they looked the same way the Leafs did in game one. They were sort of shrinking back on their heels. The Leafs overwhelmed with that forecheck. The third line with Matthew Nyes out there with Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Chari, I thought was really effective. Sheldon Keefe said the same thing. To me, it was actually Mitch Marner who really set the tone. I know it was a big night, of course, for Tavares and Riley, but Marner did so much in 47 seconds. Like you said, he had the interception and then he gets tripped by Ian Cole, scores a power play goal all within less than a minute. And to me, Marner continues to show as he's shown all season. This is his team. And I wrote about that on Daily Faceoff today. I think the Leafs go as he goes. The question is, will we ever see consistency from this team from one game to the next? That's been the bugaboo in recent seasons. I don't think anybody dealt the Leafs' resiliency within a series, right? If you look at the, the run of six straight opening round exits, five of those series have gone the distance. But it's a matter of, can the Leafs finally put it together for multiple games in a row? Because that is what it's going to take to finally get to that, that second round. So I want to switch over to the Battle of the Hudson River, the other series, Eastern Conference series that was going on last night, had a much different result. Instead of the mirror image from game one to game two, it was the same thing repeated from game one to game two. The Devils lose another home game, another 5-1 score. And this looks so far, Mike, like a big mismatch. Is that your take? And what do you think's happening? What's going wrong for the Devils so far? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is two straight ass kickings. Like, there's no way around it. And I didn't predict this. I thought that this series would go to seven games, and I took the Rangers uh, winning in that seventh game. Now, who's to say? I mean, the Devils could come back. And there were moments last night, even under a minute left, when you look at Jack Hughes split the D uh, and get a clean shot on Shesterk, and you start to think, okay, maybe this can come. And um, But what's really bothered me is the, the Devils just have not managed the puck well. The Rangers have been all over them. And when you really boil it down, Shesterkin's been way better than Vanacek. And that was a question coming into this playoff series. Vanacek last year with the Washington Capitals wasn't able to grab that net in the Stanley Cup playoffs, along with Ilya Samsonov previously with the Capitals. And I think it's been a big part, but you also saw the resurgence of Patrick Kane. He was unbelievable last night, Matt. He had a goal and two assists. He's driving the front of the net. He's saucing pucks all over the place. It wasn't just him. Chris Kreider did his thing tipping pucks home. But this Rangers team looks in control of this series, Matt. I didn't expect it to be like that. And I think that the Devils have a big task on their hands. And they better get their rush game. They better get their feet going because the Rangers are owning them right now. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And if we look at what the advantages were for the Rangers going into the series, I think those are the exact elements that are really showing up. And of course, like you said, goaltending, that was the key advantage. That's why I also picked the Rangers in seven. And also just that experience even in the lineup, right? Bringing in Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko, Stanley Cup winners, you have Barkley Goudreau. The Devils don't have no experience, right? They have Andre Palat and they have some guys who have been on deeper playoff runs. But if you look, Jack Hughes, these are his first playoff games. Jesper Bratt played one game in 2018. Nico Heischer in one playoff series so this team overall they are getting their feet wet and what's interesting to me you know you look in the regular season the devils they were the analytics darling team that was their advantage and the territorial play on paper has gone their way but the problem is it's the rangers star power that's shining and mm-hmm. that shows in the four power play goals they've scored so far so the devils when they're in the box what they're doing at five and five doesn't matter because you're handing the keys over to those stars and that's where the rangers are doing a lot of damage so I don't know if this is going to be the year where we see the Devils go on a deep run, even though they're so talented. And we've seen with so many great teams that have a superstar. You have to take your licks. Maybe you lose the first time. You know, shades of the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2007, Sidney Crosby's first year. They kind of learn what it takes, and they get nudged out of the playoffs. Maybe that's what we're seeing here, but it's hard to say. Uh, I want to shift out west now. And this is a really interesting series so far between the Seattle Kraken and the Colorado Avalanche. You have the Kraken winning their first ever playoff game earlier this week against the defending champions, and they give Colorado a really good scare in Colorado again in game two. They lead 2-0. The Avs come back. They, you know, their experience shines through, and they grind out a 3-2 victory. But what's your take on this series right now, Mike? Is this actually a, a real fight happening, or will Colorado, Colorado sort of flick a switch and, and find a way to close this out quickly? Well, all season long, Matt, hasn't it been a case of the Seattle Kraken are overachieving from what people expect? I don't see why the Kraken can't make a series out of this. I still have the Colorado Avalanche knocking off the Kraken, but Seattle's been the better team at 5-on-5 five five for the majority of this series. Now, they've skated, they've worked, they've out-hit Colorado, and this is the big thing for me. The Kraken have stayed out of the box. If you're going to do that, you got to move your feet. Uh, you can't get tied up in the muck, and they've done that well. They've only given up four power plays to the Avalanche in two games, and they've killed all of those. Here's what I'm not sure of, though. Did a sleeping giant wake up midway through the game last night in the Colorado Avalanche? Because they did outplay Seattle for quite some time. It might come down to Philip Grubauer, the goaltender for the crack, and he's been excellent. He stopped 72 of 76 Colorado shots so far in the two games. Can he keep it up against his old team, Matt? There's a real factor to that. I've done it before. You do know your opponents. Let's face it, Colorado's better on paper, even with them missing Gabriel Landeskog. But the work ethic, the tenacity of Seattle, to me keeps this a series. I knew they were going to be plucky coming in. I expected them to steal a few games. I still think it's Colorado, but Seattle's not going to go away easily. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. And, you know, I saw only one advantage that Seattle had going into the series, and that was team depth. They had 13 different players, I believe, that had at least 13 goals. Uh, in the regular season. And the Avs, we of course know they're a bit more top-heavy this year. No Gabriel Landeskog and also no Nazem Kadri. They didn't really replace him in the lineup going back to last year. And we see Seattle so far in the playoffs, they've had five goals, five different goal scorers. So it's interesting seeing that depth shine through. I still think the Avs, they just have too many players that can take over a series. They have three, really, right now. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Ranton. And so I'm not that worried. But I want to ask you quickly, Mike, do you think that Seattle can maybe take one more game because of the climate pledge arena factor? That place is going to be rocking for the first ever playoff game there. 
Oh, man, I don't know. They've been a great road team this year. I think the hardest part's winning at altitude in Colorado and, and showing as well as Seattle did there. So um, if you look for an intangible, I actually see that as a major positive that they were able to perform a mile high in Colorado. Fair enough. Well, let's switch gears now, Mike, to the slate of game threes tonight. We have four on tap, of course, Carolina versus the New York Islanders. We have Boston, Florida, Dallas, Minnesota, Edmonton, LA. So looking at these matchups, which one is intriguing you the most tonight? Ah, uh, man, I think Dallas and Minnesota is pretty sexy. This has been, you know, not just a tough series, but it's also the, the goalie factor for myself. You know, Philip Gustafson in game one stopped 51 of 53 shots in a double overtime victory. He was outstanding. But while Coach Dean Evison chose to go with Marc-Andre Fleury for game two, and I've got a piece out today at Daily Faceoff that's tackling that question of, are tandems going to be more prevalent in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs as in the future? Okay, and I've got some different opinions on that, goalie coaches from NHL goalies as well. Here's the story, though. They go to Fleury for game two. He allowed seven goals and 31 shots, and he was really hard on himself after the game. So it was four to one mid midway through. If Flower makes a couple of those saves – this might be a two to one, two nothing series in favor of Minnesota. And so I fully expect Philip Gustafson to go in the net for game three tonight. My question, Matt, is if Gustafson's good in game three, does he go in game four? I think he does. I think there's a good chance that it turns into Gustafson's net. It's not that taxing in playoffs. You play every other day for a goalie. It's not like there's back-to-backs. So I'm curious to see how that goes, but also the rough stuff. I mean, there were so many penalty minutes in the last game, 92 in game two. Listen, dude, you got two teams with big, meaty men slapping meat out there, and, and I'm here for it because it's intense. It's playoffs. It's had good and bad goaltending. It's all over the map. And, of course, I picked the Stars to win, so they better win, Matt. Yeah, we both picked them to go all the way and win the Stanley Cup. It's, it's going to be tight. And and the goaltending tandem thing is interesting. You know, I used to do, I, I did some studies on it a couple of years ago. And usually the team that goes all the way has one goalie that wins all 16 games with just a few exceptions. But maybe starting in the bubble when you saw that load management coming in, maybe it's going to change. Uh, in terms of what game I have my eye on closest tonight, I'm looking at LA, the Edmonton Oilers LA Kings series. What's really intriguing to me about the series is I, I feel like people got a little overzealous in picking the Oilers to just run through the Kings because of the McDavid factor. They were hot down the stretch. Our own Mike Gold picked a sweep on our website. And I, I said, hey, good for you. You know, the Oilers, they have a lot of momentum. But I think people underestimate the Kings are a good team. And this is the same team that took Edmonton to seven games last year without Drew Doughty. They didn't have Kevin Fiala yet. They didn't have Eunice Corposalo in net. And I feel like the Kings deserve a little more respect. And, and to me, I think they're showing that it's not a fluke that they've pushed Edmonton so far in the series. I think we could be looking at a seven-game battle. And the big story tonight is can Connor McDavid get going? One point in the first two games. And the Kings, they got the last change now. They have two of the best shutdown centers in the NHL in Anze Kopitar and Philip Deneau. So it's always great to see if a superstar can overcome legitimately stiff competition. So you have Connor McDavid going against some of the best defensive forwards in hockey, and I love a matchup like that because that's how legends are born, right? McDavid, he already is a legend, let's be honest, but just legendary moments maybe is the better way to put it. We'll see if he can persevere. It's going to be a great series, I think, start to finish. Okay, Mike, it's time now to bring in our buddy Nick Alberga of Leafs Morning Take, and let's do some Muzzy's Musings. Music. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, it's time for a new edition of Muzzy's Musings. It's brought to you by Boston Pizza and their all-new menu items powered by Fanalytics with Pizza Flight's deep-fried pickle wedges and the beer mosa. There are plenty of reasons to head to Boston Pizza for the playoffs. Sounds delicious to me. And here we have our buddy, Nick Alberga, of course, the host of Leafs Morning Take, fantasy writer for Daily Faceoff, wears many hats for the Nation Network. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. I'm still trying to figure out why Marc-Andre Fleury started the other night, guys, but uh, I'm doing well other than that. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, so, Nick, we've discussed the Leafs game last night a little bit in terms of what happened on the ice, but I want to get your take on something that happened very close to the ice, but technically off the ice. We have yellow sweatshirt guy going at it with Tanner Janot, who had already gone to battle with Luke Shen, bloody Luke Shen. So what is your take on that incident, and does it represent anything bigger about the momentum in the series? It brought back shades of the Ty Domi era, which again, I think for anybody who's watched the Leafs game at Scotiabank Arena and say the last 15 years dating back to the Pac Win era, it's been so easy to play in that barn. Like I'm not a former National Leaguer, but to just a stroll in there, it's like a Sunday morning stroll. You pick up the two points or you score a goal because you're a local product and then you move on with life. But I like the fact, I know the sample size is small guys, but to have one game where the crowd's actually engaged, they were loud. Uh, you know, they got in the grill a bit of Patrick Moon and, and, and Corey Perry. They were chanting his name. Like, it's never a bad thing within reason. Obviously, you don't want your fans trying to scrap the opponents and stuff like that. And throwing stuff on the ice is a different story. But from that perspective, I really would like to see Scotiabank Arena become a house of pain for opponents. You know, much similar to the NBA, like the Raptors. What makes them so great and what has made them so good the last five, six, seven years is the home court advantage and, and the loud crowds. So, 
uh, when, when nobody's shrieking at them shooting free throws, of course. But <laughs> I think from that perspective, um, I don't mind it one bit because that's the loudest. And again, I was watching on TV. Matt, you probably have better insight. You were there. That's the loudest I've heard Scotiabank Arena for a hockey game in a long, long period of time. It's a lot louder than any game I remember dressing there. I could sit on the bench and eat popcorn mm-hmm. with the people next to me and have a casual conversation because, you know, I never <laughs> hit the ice. I just opened the door when I was in <laughs> Toronto. Um, but I tell you what, man, I, I gave the Leafs a hard time this year on a couple of occasions because I wasn't sure that they were, like, frankly, just tough enough or hard enough to play against. And you see the hits going in the 40s and 50s. Like, it gives me a little bit of confidence. Do you feel – now, if you look at this Leafs team now – and what they've accomplished just in the first two games, are you more or less confident in their ability to close out the series against the Lightning? I'll say I'm very confident, by the way. I need your insight on being a backup, backup goalie to, Mark, or to Andre Vasilevsky in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, Does Brian Elliott even bring his chest protector is my question because he knows he ain't playing. But to answer your question, um, I, I do have that different feel with this team. Like, I think the pushback has been there. We saw it last night where... We all knew what was going to happen in the third period. There was going to be some shenanigans. Patrick Maroon, Corey Perry, the normal suspects, like the gamers, the guys who have been there before, the guys who have won before. Very similar, I would say, or different, I would say, to what we saw from the Leafs um, the other night on Tuesday night, where the third period, they went about their business. They didn't really do much, and they moved on, even though they were getting embarrassed. A much different philosophy, as we saw from Tampa. But again, the pushback was there, whether it was Mark Giordano or Luke Shen, or Nolachari played a rough and tumble style. You know, they, they were finishing their checks. Like even Austin Matthews, I saw in the third period. I think Toronto has made a point of it ever since even the trade deadline where like they're not going to get pushed around. I think they proved it last week as well in Tampa in a meaningless regular season game. So from that perspective, Mike, I do think it's got that different feel where this time around, in the past it's happened where they've been pushed around, you know, in a laugher or stuff like that. Like I think it's just different with this team right now. Yeah, I think you nailed it, Nick, and I said on, on Leafs Morning Take earlier today, I think the Lightning, they were in a scenario where a year ago when the game's out of reach, they can start taking liberties with Toronto Stars, but that can't really happen anymore when you have a Luke Shen, for example, to answer the bell. Uh, I wanted to switch gears and talk about another series that had sort of that mirrored result from Game 1 to Game 2. So the Winnipeg Jets, they look great in Game 1 against Vegas, come in and win 5-1, then Vegas answers back 5-2 in Game 2. Mark Stone, back from the dead, a.k.a. LTIR, scores two goals in that one. <laughs> So what is your take on the state of that series? And, and is the momentum back in Vegas' corner or should the Jets feel thrilled getting that split going home? I'm loving this series, boys. Like I've watched every second of most of the games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe with exception of the Islanders-Carolina Hurricanes series. I just can't get up to it. It's just a bore fest to me. <laughs> but I think you look specifically at this series, man. Like It just has all the ingredients. I love the home barn in Vegas. I think Winnipeg's going to be bumping. I don't think the Jets are your tra- traditional eight-seed either. Um, I think the biggest question mark and story for me going into that series, and Mike, you can speak to this, obviously, was the goaltending. And Laurent Boissois, full credit to him. I thought he stepped up large in that 5-2 victory last night. But when you have Connor Hellebuck, I have to side with you. And that's why I took Winnipeg to win this series. But I expected that bounce back from Vegas last night. They weathered the early early storm. They were down 1-0, then 2-1, and they found a way to get the job done. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Um, You know, when push comes to shove, uh, long-term perspective on this series. I still have a, I see a pathway for Winnipeg to win this series and it's just about the goaltending for me. And I think you look at uh, those rosters and you look at Laurent Boissois specifically, and I know Aiden Hill's been practicing, but I just can't look past uh, Connor Hullabuck and what he brings to the table. But yeah, I, I've loved that series through two games so far. 
Yeah. And it's been intense, man. Like even maybe not just from a, not from a fisticuff standpoint, but just some of the injuries that have even yeah. happened. Like Connor Hellebuck last night takes an absolute missile from Eichel off the forehead, gets a pressure cut, stays in the game. You saw what happened to Morgan Barron taking 75 stitches. Like this, this matchup here, like you said, it's not a true one to eight, but I do wonder, I wonder whoever gets out of this series if it doesn't take so much out of him that the next round, Nick, might be a real bear because I think that this series is built to go six or seven for me. And I wonder if the energy can be there for either of these clubs in the second round. Yeah, personally, I think it goes seven games for starters. But, like, yeah, that's been my major takeaway, too. Like, pardon, you know, the, the phrase. Like, it's been a war. Like, it really has been a war when I think you look at the first couple games and the fact that you know what you're going to get from both, both coaches and their philosophies, right? Bruce Cassidy. And Rick Bonus, we saw this a couple of years back with the Dallas Stars just being that pesky team that just kept grinding away and grinding away. And now to an extent, you're seeing that with the Winnipeg Jets, who are a bit banged up right now. But they're getting goals from like Kevin Stenlin. Uh, you know, I, I think when you're getting your depth guys and your bottom six guys, it really, really takes you a long way. But it's also in the same token, great to see guys like Jack Eichel finally play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mark Stone come off the back surgery, score that big time goal to put the game out of reach there in the third period. So, yeah, just like you guys, I, I'm looking forward to this series going six or seven games here. Yeah, I, I have the seven game prediction as well. And I had the Jets yeah. in seven with goaltending being the advantage. I'm also curious what the advantage could be playing a matinee for the next game in that series. And, you know, we have Vegas. I mean, they're both traveling at the same time. Technically, it's not like a regular season, but it's still always a tough trip for that West Coast team, Pacific time zone. You're playing in what's going to be early in your time zone, right in, in the afternoon game. So that'll be interesting to see if there's an advantage there. Great stuff. From Nick Alberga, as always, that's it for Muzzy's Musings, and we'll see you, I'm sure, another time soon to talk playoffs, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Great weekend, guys. Okay, Mike, it's time for the Ask DFO inbox question. And this is a fun one this week. We saw, I think, a, an epically memorable celebration last night from Brandon Tanev in the Seattle Kraken versus Colorado Avalanche game. It would have been better if Seattle won the game, but you have Tanev score a goal and the crowd is sort of dumbfounded and he busts out an incredible blowing a kiss quiet little kiss to the crowd unbelievable celebration i absolutely loved it i love characters and storylines and villains in hockey mike but it makes me want to know and, and get your opinion on what is another iconic goal celebration that sort of sticks in your head the way maybe this tanev one will yeah and the, well first off this tanev one was amazing because he just goes Mwah. he blows the kiss <laughs> and then the colorado fan blows it back and then it's like she realized oh no this guy's on the opposition like I shouldn't be cheering for this guy. And then she looks at him and she tells him to F off. Like it was hysterical, uh, man. Like she just, her brain wasn't working. And then it clicked in and went, I shouldn't do that. Anyway, uh, my, you know, my favorite one that sticks with me when I get this question is when Wayne Gretzky scored his 802nd goal to pass Gordie Howe as the NHL's all time goals leader. And he walks right across the middle. He gets the goal. You watch this from McSorley, give and go off his blade. Watch him run across the ice. It's that's what it was for me. I remember him running across the ice. I was 10 years old. Uh, and I think I have a hockey card from that exact moment, Matt. It just, uh, that's forever burned into my mind. Yeah, that's awesome. The running across the ice, that reminds me of uh, my skating in house league, except it wasn't on purpose. That's just mm. how I looked when I was trying my absolute best. 
Uh, I'm going to go for my iconic celebration. It's a playoff one, and it's Theo Fleury, 1991 Game 6 against the Edmonton Oilers, and Fleury scores the winner and just takes off and pretty much travels almost the entire length of the ice, as you're going to see here. And when I first saw this, I was seven years old. This is the first year that I watched the entire NHL regular season and playoffs sort of start to finish as a true fan. And so everything felt so important in my mind. And I just love that. Even just seeing it now still gives me a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It's too bad that Theo Fleury has turned into an absolute maniac. But hey, that's a conversation for another day. The celebration, nobody can deny how good that one is. Uh, Mike, now it's time. We're going to bring in a special guest, a pinch better, a, bit, a pinch gambler, if you will, instead of Tyler Remchuk for our Britano Daily betting segment. It's Gavin Turinek. Gavin, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to step in for my e-bug role as Tyler's off to L.A. to watch game three tonight. But yeah, uh, we've been lucky, man, with the continuous four-game playoff slate. And that's the case again tonight as we head into uh, Botano's Daily Bets, where the game starts now. And uh, I want to start with that matchup down in Boston. I absolutely love the Florida Panthers as home dogs, uh, especially at that value at plus 132. Some might tilt your head at this, but obviously they're coming off that big 6-3 victory at Wednesday night in Game 2 where they scored four third-period goals. And the Panthers have also won three straight home tilts against the Boston Bruins. And in those games, there's a combined score of 13-6. So obviously I think that the Bruins just won't roll over, but I do like the Florida Panthers to put up a fight and maybe secure a victory here tonight. And then also for tonight, I put on the chef's hat and I cooked up a little something interesting. I have Edmonton, LA, Dallas, and Minnesota each to score two goals tonight. Um, play these separate bets together for a rather nice plus 143 payout. Um, each team has two goals in each of their playoff games um, so far this uh, postseason. Edmonton, LA, Dallas were top 10 in the league in goal scored, although that doesn't really transition over to the Minnesota Wild. Um, over their last six total games, they have achieved this in five of their last six. So those are the plays I like tonight, Matt. Very interesting. I especially like that Panthers home dog because, hey, we still have no Patrice Bergeron in that series. So you have exactly. to sort of treat the Boston Bruins. They're a different animal right now. People can't understate yeah, guys, how important Bergeron is to that team. Like right? Linus, He's yeah, Linus Olmark is going to be a game-time decision. Swayman was in the starters tonight net as well. Yeah, and I believe there the Panthers were the only team in the regular season to uh, beat them twice. So it's going to be an interesting series the rest of the way for sure. Absolutely. I like it. Well, we'll see how you do. Thanks a lot, Gavin. And uh, we're going to finish it off, Mike. You have the floor now for garbage time. And you're looking, your gaze is extending technically beyond the Stanley Cup playoffs. On a, a di It's toward a different team that, that didn't make it. But what what's the reasoning? Yeah, because you know what, man? I feel like feeling good on a Friday. That's why. We don't need any doom and gloom. And I do wish I'd brought my chef's jacket that was just described in the last segment. There's a lot of ingredients in those bets, Matt. But here's the deal. I'm talking to a friend yesterday, and I learned that the Buffalo Sabres, after this year ended, all decided as a team to go on a vacation together. And just the players, not the wives, not the girlfriends, just the dudes, like total dude trip, 15 of them, Matt. 15 okay and, and i've listen i played hockey for a long time man 14 years of this and you just don't see it you might see three or four guys go off together on a trip maybe seven or eight but this was like the full club in buffalo and we're not very far removed from the sabers having a pretty questionable culture around that entire team and i think this really speaks to what kevin adams the gm has done 
to what Don Granado, the coach, has done, and even to the young and the old leadership in that room. You look at Ocposo and Thompson and Tuck and, and all these players that have factored in. It's a reason for me to believe that Buffalo really has something special going on. Those players are all still a year or two away from even hitting their peak, I think, um, as a group. So lots of cool things going on in Buffalo. I love that they took the time to go do this and you know, got a little permission from the wise to go off and just <laughs> kind of decompress after the year before everything circles back to starting training again. Yeah, that's a very interesting observation. And it's sort of putting a cherry on top of, it wasn't a playoff season, but it was a vast improvement. They were knocking on the door. They were playing meaningful games in April. They were one of the best offensive teams in the league. I think they were the most exciting team to watch in the NHL other than the Edmonton Oilers. So the question now is, can they use that cap space to fortify their lineup, I think it's time to start pushing the chips in and see if they can improve defensively. But I'm with you. I think there's some real momentum there. We'll see how all the other pieces move around in the Atlantic division, but I think the Sabres are going to be right there. They were there this year, and I think they're going to be even more competitive next year. Well, that's it for today's episode of Daily Faceoff Live. Thank you to Mike McKenna. Thank you to Nick Alberga and Gavin Turnek, of course, our head of production, Alex Allard for a great show today. We'll be back as always on Monday. We'll be talking more playoff hockey. We also have you covered on the weekend, dailyfaceoff.com for whatever's happening in the playoffs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. 
Now here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.